0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Informed Idiots. My name is Yvonne Trejo, with me is Ian Stewart. Uh, We will have the whole crew, uh, I guess not the whole crew, but uh, Josh will not be joining us today, but Nate will be joining us later on. Um, What I do kind of want to get started, uh, because we have so much to talk about today, uh, so many sports, so many topics. Uh, but first and foremost, um, I kind of wanted to touch up on the Gruden situation in the NFL. Um, for those of our listeners who aren't uh, familiar with the uh, Gruden situation, um, uh, the NFL was doing a investigation on the Washington Football Team uh, about a sexual um, sexual misconduct that was going on. Um, and in doing so, they retrieved about six hundred and fifty thousand emails or so, um, that that were you know that were exchanged by the president. Um, I believe his name, I believe is and Snyder, Dan Snyder. Uh, oh, that's the owner. Um, uh, but yeah, I believe they were just investigating them, um, and you know they had those emails, and somehow those emails got leaked, and by doing so. Um, some of the emails that he had with the coach of uh, the the Raiders, which is not, which is John Gruden, um, those got leaked as well. Um, obviously, if those weren't some of the emails that they were sending, were not necessarily uh, the prettiest. Uh, there were some nasty emails that they were sending out. Um, now. Therefore, and then obviously, therefore, he and resigned and he's no longer with the team. Um, so obviously, some of the stuff that he was saying, I don't condone any of it. I don't condone any of the anti-gay, anti- um you know any of the stuff that he was saying if like the wrote, racial slurs exactly and stuff, that, any ranchers, that should not slurs, be in anybody's vocabulary in exactly like i i 100 agree with the fact that they do not want those in the nfl however i do not agree with the dismissal of gruden Um, because if you go back and look at those emails, they weren't, the the dude wouldn't even, he wasn't even with the NFL. I believe he was still with ESPN. Yeah. He was broadcasting. Um, Those were 10 years. The the emails were 10 years ago. Um, and what, what makes me mad, the more I read about this, uh, uh, situation is, uh, that, like I said, they were, they're investigating, um, um, the Washington Football Team here, so how how the how an investigation of the Washington Football Team, how that turned into Gruden's firing. Um, I don't really I, I don't really get that you know. Yeah, that, um, obviously that is confusing.
1: Um, it, it, like, how how do they get do they get emails from every other well, teams? or what? How like well, how did that come into the Washington Football Team when he was broadcasting at the time?
0: Because it's, it's it obviously de- him and, um, and the, uh, president or whoever the are investigating are, are friends. Obviously they've been emailing each other, sending, you know, emails and pictures because some of the, some of the, uh, emails that were sent, and this is what I completely don't agree with any of the stuff that he was saying, you know, he was making fun of Sam Smith, um, and they were even sending uh, photos of uh, the Washington Football Team cheerleaders topless to one another. What? Yeah, bro. It was like so. That's what because, like I said, originally this whole started because they won. They're investigating the Washington Football Team for sexual misconduct. Um.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha. That's how it all
0: started, and this was. Uh, and, and well, obviously... to our
1: listeners, I have no idea what's going on because I really haven't been paying attention to sports <clears> the past couple of weeks. And, so and... I'm getting informed as you guys are right now. So this is all new to me.
0: Okay. And, yeah. And like I said, um obviously, it, it, uh, most of our listeners probably probably aren't related with this subject. I don't know if they are or not. But if they are now, they're you know they caught up uh, a little bit. They're a little bit up to date. Um, and once Nate joins us, uh, he'll probably be able to uh, tell me just a little bit more exactly who we're oh, investigating. That's I'm pretty not sure, probably
1: that... he he will. He
0: yeah, will. I'm pretty sure that they were investigating uh, Dan Snyder, but it might be the, the which is the owner, but it might be the president. I'm not exactly sure who they were investigating. That that's the only thing I don't know exactly about. Or maybe it was the whole the whole team. So I, I...
1: this whole John Gruden thing. I, I did hear – I'm not completely new to it, but I did hear some stuff. But uh, I could see it from both sides, and I'll give my reason why is because,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, yeah, that was what, 10, 12 years ago, however long that was ago. Uh, at the time, yeah, it was wrong, and I, I believe that shouldn't be in any person's vocabulary on some of the racial slurs that he said. Right. Uh, even though I don't know what he said. Um, um
0: he was pretty much to the point. So, you know, just to get, you know, some um ideas out there, he blamed the com- the commissioner of the NFL um for for being a gay lover because he, he forced the Rams to uh draft um uh Sam Smith. Or that's what he supposedly okay. he was saying. He's saying he shouldn't he shouldn't force the the Rams to, 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 to have a, a gay guy or, you know, something along those lines. Again, I haven't read them all, but I know uh, one of them was also saying, uh, talking about um, uh, the kneeling, you know, he was completely against the kneeling. Um, It's just, Everything he was—he was talking about, you know how obviously the um, the uh, players' association, the president of the players' association, had tires like Michelin lips, um, like Michelin tires, uh, which you know he's obviously calling saying that he's got big lips. So he was okay. He, I mean, okay. he was. He was like, I, I, that's the actually, that's the first one that, that came out. The first, you know, it was like, oh, you know, emails have been leaked out about him and uh, talking about the president of the, of the, uh, of the Players Association. Talking about, t- calling him, saying that he's got big lips. And, and hearing that at first, I was like, dude, it's, that's not that big of a deal. But then like the whole cheerleader thing, he, Sam Smith, uh, you know which is which is funny really not funny but weird because he's got a a, a gay player on his team that came out you know in this offseason you know and he actually had to take a couple of days off once this hole came out to to get his head straight because now how would you feel you know putting yourself in his shoes I mean I know it's kind of hard to but you just come out, which is probably one of the biggest decisions of your life. That's probably one of the hardest things to ever do. Exactly. One of the hardest things that you ever had to do. And then you come to find out that your head coach has been against, you know, the whole movement, you know, the whole time, you know. So I can't I be mean, easy.
1: You know, and, and I want to finish what I was saying earlier about how I can see it both ways. Like, it's kind mm-hmm. of like a double-edged sword here. Like, so like I was saying – I get how it was a long time ago and I don't think he should have resigned or been pressured with so much stuff. But I also see that the NFL wants to make sure that something like this doesn't happen again, or that those racial racial slurs come out. So I see why they did it. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. I see both ends of it. Um, But you don't know. He, He changed man. He could have, you know, he could have went to counseling. He could have <laughs> he could have found God or something. He could have changed his ways completely. Well, it definitely...
2: it's, it's kind of sounds like he already did find God because he seemed to hate <laughs> gay people.
0: <laughs> well, he, he, uh, <laughs> he, he I wow. mean, he could have. He definitely very could have. But I mean, here's the thing. Like whenever all this comes out, like I was like, you couldn't have told me like, oh, my God, like so whenever I Watson I was surprised because I thought he was a good dude oh I was too I was too exactly but whatever come to, I mean, you can't. I was never, I was not, I'm still not surprised about finding out about John Gruden because he looks like the type of dude that would say that. I wasn't surprised. I mean, I'm just saying, but I, I, trying to I, I just don't agree. Sure and, and now that we have Nate real quick, now that we have Nate real quick, um, it was the whole organization that they were investigating, right? Not just Dan Snyder.
2: So the it, it all spawned. From the investigation into the front office that came about from the cheerleader story that happened a couple of years ago, I don't know if right, you guys right, remember right. that. Yeah, that's, but, that's... but if you don't know that story, Google it and then have a trash can near you and be ready to throw up because it's disgusting.
0: Yeah, so that's so, where
2: it all started from. Yeah, and so it, we the... kind
0: of, yeah, go. I mean, we just kind of cut up everybody. Which I just wasn't exactly sure if it was the whole organization or Jersey Dan Snyder, but I knew that. We we kind of caught everybody up on you. It was was more
2: Bruce Allen than it actually was Daniel Snyder. Snyder is the guy who owns the team and And, sets the the tone. And dude's the president, right? Allen basically ran everything day to day. And he was the one that was... That's where Gruden's emails were found. When they were investigating all the Washington football team's emails, specifically Bruce Allen's, Mm -hmm. that's where they stumbled upon all of these, and this is where I found. That, so I was kind of in between where you guys were, right? I'm like, all right, I want to see the context of these conversations. This is a really slippery slope. Um, if and and I saw somebody online say, or I guess it was Derek Carr actually said, you know, I'm sure if we open every like mm-hmm. GM and coaches emails up, we're gonna find some people like that. And then I was right. really glad that he stopped himself and said. Well, you know what? I surely hope not. Because here's the thing. People's default that I've seen is like, well, I mean, if you you know, if they went through all my text messages to my buddies, they're going to find some questionable stuff, too. And I'm like, are they going to find you calling your boss a faggot? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Are they going to find you calling uh, your Your faggot lover or something like that? I mean, I, I hate to even use the terms, but it's like, okay, if you were just racist. It's not acceptable, but at least we can put you in that box and we can kind of figure out how we want to deal with you. If you're homophobic, if you're uh, staunchly against, uh, you know, like oversight and, and changing the rules. But, bro, it's like all of the five worst things that the NFL has dealt with for the last 25 years and John Gruden basically is on the wrong side of every single one yeah so it's like like, dude you go find jesus john gruden i'm still not forgiving what you did i'm sorry like yeah no and i can't uh... 10 years ago emails saying that sort of stuff maybe he has learned how to hide it more but i'm sorry when you and your homies are talking that's you right like Mm -hmm. that's as close to the real you as you can be so mm-hmm. the insight we got from those emails is, uh, you know, as close to the reality of what John Gruden is when he feels comfortable with the people around him and the conversation that they're having. That's yeah. that's the egregiousness of it and, to me.
0: And, and that's where and that's where I kind of fall in that. Like, and that's what. So like like I said in the beginning, I don't, I, I 100%, one hundred percent, a thousand percent, don't agree with any of the stuff that he was saying. I don't. What I don't agree – what I also don't agree with is the – is how – like, what – how I don't understand how an investigation on the Washington football team leads to the dismissal of the Raiders football – of the Raiders coach. Like Okay,
2: let me break happened. it down for you how this works, right? How and, and, it happens. And, and like, right?
0: I know – and I know, like, the – I know the – the obviously Roger Goodell works for the owners. Like, I know that. And that's why he – you know, that's why Washington was only fine. Uh, you know, for the for for whatever they did, and not not no one was let go or anything.
2: The investigation with Washington is not done, right? Like it's that's why this has got the reporters and the journalists who have leaked this stuff in such hot water. Here's what my theory is, and I would say I'm probably eighty five percent correct in in my guesses here. What I imagine happened is. The team of people that is in charge of combing through every document for God knows how long out of the Washington football team's front office, one of those people was assigned Bruce Allen's email account. And that person has been combing through stuff. And they see it from John Gruden. And it's 12 years old, let's say. And it has some wildly inappropriate stuff in it. And they go, oh, man, okay, that goes in this bucket over here of like stuff that we need to go over and like evidence, right? Then they keep going and they find another one and they find another one and they find another one and another one and another one. And they find strings of emails back and forth. So now we have not just one or two emails. We have six, seven, eight, 10, 15 email conversations back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with the same level of talk and candor. Amongst these guys and even some of their other buddies who jump in on these conversations. Now, we're in the middle of a huge legal investigation into one of the 32 teams in the NFL. So I cannot come out. Give this information to anybody. It jeopardizes the actual investigation that led me to this stuff. But morally, as a human being and as a fan of football they're probably incredibly motivated to say somebody has to know that this dude is a terrible human being. And so they leak the information to somebody and then it, then it spirals out into what we have now. Mm -hmm. Why did John Gruden have to get fired? Because the information is directly related to him and it's not a part of an, uh, an overall larger investigation that hasn't come to a conclusion. So that's why Gruden gets the ax right now because We can take the axe to him right now. Washington's axe is being held up in the air, and we're just deciding how much we're cutting off still.
0: Yeah, I, I still don't believe that there's any really repercussion that's going to happen to Washington, to be honest. It's
2: not, um, not, a, not, a, not be worth anything.
0: No, it's, it's, it's going to be fines. It's going to be, you know, um, it, it really, the only reason why. The investigation, not nah, it's not in so much hot water anymore. It's because um, the 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 president, I believe, whenever he was again going, whenever it was uh, such a big deal, he resigned uh, or, or put his his wife as in charge of all personnel or something like that. Said therefore, saying like, look, we we're not you know sexist. Look, we just hired a woman to do all this, mm-hmm. you know. And because of that, there really hasn't been that he really hasn't been in that much hot water ever since. Well, um, he
2: hasn't been in public hot water, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. The investigation is ongoing, and the dude is like, whatever punishments they can force on him will happen. But
0: yeah, but we all know that you know, the more public eye on it, or the more public pressure it, there is on something, uh, the, the more uh, you know, the they're, more they're gonna do to it. You know, whenever, the, whenever the story.
2: No, the story that broke today about the uh, Gabby Petito's boyfriend or whatever, where they found uh-huh. his bo- where they think they found his remains and all that now, like uh-huh. they found nine other bodies, I think is what I saw in the course of this investigation. So it's exactly the point you're making. The public put a bunch of pressure on this one story and look at all the other. Mm-hmm. skeletons. I mean, I hate to use that term, but that's literally what that's it is, literally. Right? Like, yeah, exactly. Look at all the other stuff that they've stumbled mm-hmm. upon in the course of this investigation. Think of the closure that all of those families have now. Even if it's terrible closure, it's closure. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening here. Yeah. Right? And I yeah. think the the public pressure isn't going to ever get to the point that it should be. I don't think enough people, the money that Snyder and whoever, the NFL, if it was the NFL, whoever threw enough money to make sure that the, the story of the cheerleaders and what, how they were treated and what happened to them and the front office environment, um, they, they got their money's worth because yeah. it's not a national talking point in any way, shape, or form like it should be.
0: Yep, no, I agree. But enough about Gruden. Um, like I said in the beginning, we got so much to talk about. Um, real quick, um, I don't know if you guys are paying attention to the uh, baseball playoffs or anything like that. I don't know yeah, you guys said that um, like a little bit busy, but. I just kind of wanted to touch up on the um, uh, one on uh, before b- before the uh, the the postseason or anything. The wild card happened, and I don't know if you guys were watching it, but I watched the St. Louis and the uh, and the Dodgers game, and and just one quick uh, kind of fact that that happened on there. It was it was tied one to one into the ninth. And the player Chris Taylor um, uh, hit a walk-off home run to you know to set them into the to the postseason. Now they're probably going to lose uh, because uh, they you know they're not doing very well and they're kind of doing injuries right now. But anyways, uh, it was just a cool little little thing because he was actually didn't start the game. Um, he was actually eight for he was eight for his last seventy-two. What? Yes. So he didn't start the game because he was, you know, he 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 obviously wasn't doing very good, and this was the postseason, you know, this was the wild card. Right. And he, they put him in there for a a defensive replacement, um, and then you know he, uh, he gets up the bat, off? gets a fucking walk off, bro, biggest hit of his of his career, you know. So I just wanted to throw that in there, uh, you know. Congratulations. Who, who do you
1: think's gonna win the World Series this year?
0: I don't know man I first like I said you know the the Dodgers are looking are looking a little bit beat up I hate to say this is what also kind of brings me to my to my next one I kind of want to talk about the you know the Red Sox are are playing Houston and if you guys are kind of familiar with anything that Houston did you know they just got caught last year cheat uh, they got uh, caught for cheating or 2 years two ago years they got ago. cheating yeah two exactly years ago. Uh, with banging on the drums or on the uh, trash mm-hmm. cans. Uh, well, anyways, the um, the manager that that managed the Houston was pretty much the only one that got reprimanded. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he got fined. Um, and he ended up leaving the team. And I, uh, but if he ended up leaving for the Red Sox. You know, so now he's with the Red Sox and the Red Sox and Houston are not playing each other. So that's kind of a cool little Another cool layer old, of the story. Exactly. Cool little story, because he even said that, you know, whenever they go to Boston and everybody in uh, the, the, you know, all the Houston players get booed. You know, he feels like he said that he feels like that's that's he's getting booed as well, because, you know, he was obviously part of that. Um but one of the things that kind of kind of caught my eye is um, the Red Sox have already tied their record for most home run in the postseason with 20. Um, and, and this is just in the first round of the playoffs. So they still got two more rounds, uh, potentially, if they keep going, therefore completely smushing or smattering their fucking record. Um which kind of you know leads to the next question? Is there some kind of foul play going on there, or you know, is is there knows, something? What do you I, what do you guys think? I,
1: I cannot tell you. I don't watch baseball. I don't follow baseball like anybody. Right. Um. I I will say this though, kind of a little off topic of that, but before the season even started, I had a feeling that the Braves were going to do something this year. And, uh, it's looking pretty good. They might win yeah. the World Series, so I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go with them winning the World Series.
0: Yeah, I I hope. I mean, I honestly I hope somebody other than Houston wins it because Houston is looking pretty fucking strong right now, and I don't like it. Nice. So Screw I, I honestly, I honestly hope that the the Red Talks were gonna do it because they were actually up two to one, but you know, Houston came back to tie it. And and if fucking Houston takes it, man, I'm gonna be pissed because I, I don't know, I'm I a mean, I'm not a huge fan of cheaters. I'm sorry, so I don't like the Patriots. Nobody is. Eh, Bill Belichick is. Eh, yeah, no, that was just you know like the little the little you know side note that I wanted to talk about in baseball. You know, obviously right now, I hope I I, I like. Honestly, yeah, I like I'll take the Braves. You know, I don't I don't mind the Braves. I kind of wanted to see uh, Milwaukee do it just because, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they're they always start out the season
1: so strong, and then mm-hmm. it seems like they just piss down their leg when it gets like thirty
0: games from the playoffs. Then they just like fall apart. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, I really don't care anybody but Houston. So. Um, but yeah uh, 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 that I don't think we really oh yeah then you want to talk about a little bit of uh, the uh, NBA uh, yeah hello NBA I mean it just
1: started up uh, what was it Tuesday was opening day yeah. is that what
0: yep. it was yep yep yep, yep so yep.
1: before we get any further into the season who do you who do you guys think is gonna win it all and who do you think your MVP? Who's going to be the league MVP
0: this year? League MVP? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just off the top of my head, I'm going to say league MVP is going to be Giannis. Okay. And I think uh, I'm, I'm a homer, man. I'm going to say the Lakers take it. Okay. Not a, I guess that's not a homer, but, you know. I'm uh, a fan Yeah, fan I'm a fanboy, yeah, fan fan man. It's. It's Braun. We
1: we know. We know Ivan.
0: Yeah. So that's that's my picks.
1: All right. Nate. Nate, you want you wanna go or you want me to go? Uh either way. Uh you know, I'm liking the Miami Heat this year. There there, yeah. I, I think they might win it all this year. And I don't know. They just it seems like they got some guys back. They added some nice pieces this year. Uh, they're shooting the piss out of the ball. They're kicking the shit out of the bucks right now. And I don't know. I just have a good feeling about them. I've always liked the Miami Heat, even before Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and all them were there. Um,
0: so you fanboying it too, huh?
1: Uh, I'm fanboying the, the Miami Heat. I've always been a okay. fan. All
0: right.
1: Especially when, like, Alonzo Mourning played for him and Shaq and D-Wade. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was nice. So... Yeah. That leads me into my MVP pick. I'm going to go with Steph Curry this year.
0: Curry, yeah. Yep,
1: yeah. I think he okay. bounces back this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, he they looked they. I mean, they beat the the Lakers, but th- that's what I was saying is like Steph and the Warriors have been playing. Uh, you know, that team has been playing for a while with it. You know, playing... because I
1: think what's. What's gonna help him I think is when Clay gets back. I think that that's really gonna help him. They're saying
0: that Clay not may may not, may not be back for another uh, you know, few months.
1: Yeah, still. I mean, anytime whenever he comes back, I think it's gonna help Steph in the yeah. M V P conversation.
0: Yeah, true. True, true. All right. Well, Nate. Nate. Well,
2: I was looking up to see what the prognosis of Jamal Murray was. Because if Jamal comes back by midseason Ooh. and has half a season to get his legs underneath him and comes back for a playoff run, I'm taking the Nuggets to win the league this year. Uh-huh. Ooh. Um, uh, you can't leave I, out the Suns. Well, I, I, I like the Suns, but Parker, I, think, yeah. I think the non-contract to Ayton is... Uh, just, it breaks everything, right? Like if you right. can't it, – it, yeah, because it's not, it's not just not paying one dude. It's everybody on the team going, hey, you realize that was arguably the most important player on the team in our playoff run? Like without him, we don't do any of the stuff we did, and now you're telling him he's not worth the max? Like even though me, as like if I put my general manager cap on, I wouldn't give him the max either. But to not be able to come to an agreement on anything, um, it just it, it just leaves so much turmoil um, mm-hmm. internally. Uh, I like the Lakers, uh, like, okay, so Lakers or the Nets would be my picks to win the league. The problem with me picking either one of those teams right now on day two of the NBA is I don't know how the hell you figure out what to do with Russell Westbrook if Russell can figure out how to play with. Because it's all about matchups. And I love what Russ brings to the table. But Russ has been one of the top assist guys in the league since he came into the league. And now you're asking him to play without the ball. And like on one side, I kind of understand that thought process because we want him to be the best rebounding guard in the league, arguably like on par with some starting forwards for teams. That's what he can do for you. But The fast but- break out that he can give you but his shooting will never be what people think it can be. He, he is what he is. When he yeah. Shoots but the he thing, out. the
0: thing also about Russ is that he's not just a, I mean, he, the dude has been at, aver- you know, averaging a triple double. So it's not just assisting that he's doing, you know, it, it, they're probably just asking him, saying like, hey, listen, you're probably not going to go. You're probably, he's probably not going to get triple doubles anymore, but he's probably still going to get double doubles. Uh, you know, whether that is, you know, assist or, or rebounds or I mean, dude, or he rebounds.
2: Had, he had six points in their opening game. Yeah, but – yeah, And he look, the thing is, this is what I'm saying, right? I'm not questioning his talent and what he can do. What I'm saying is, what do we actually expect him to do? And not just Russell Westbrook, the player, right? It's how does Russell Westbrook fit on the court with the guys he's on the court with? Mm -hmm. and that to me is why I'm saying I still think they're going to make the playoffs they're still one of my top teams even if they don't quote unquote figure out what to do with Russell and they've proven to us over what two or three years now with Braun out there that like they know how to put lineups together they know how to take you know marginal guys and get impact out of them so if you have a former MVP I'm confident that they will find ways to maximize him I'm just not confident that it's going to equate to a championship. Same thing I, with I agree. with the Nets, right? Like Kyrie Irving is just an idiot. He's just a really, really rich idiot. And unfortunately mm-hmm. he's so dumb and so surrounded. It feels like by people who are unwilling to, you know, challenge his thought process or accurately educate him that he's just going to sit at home and he's going to cost them a ring. Like, I would be so pissed if I was any one of the guys who signed to play for the Nets. I'd be so pissed off right now. Like, there's not a more selfish athlete right now, in my opinion, than Kyrie Irving. Mm -hmm. Like, what you're doing, holding your team hostage and, and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there were rumors that Ben was at least vaccinated, so... He yeah, can, I mean, he can exactly. Play well, in every he can play in every arena. He just doesn't want to play for the for the seventy six, which exactly. is,
1: which I think is a piss poor mentality. Uh, considering you're like a number one pick,
0: and yeah, but oh, I mean, yeah. if you don't like, want to play for that organization, right. you're not going to play yeah, for that you're organization.
1: Creating dra- you're creating drama for a good team.
0: Well, oh, I, right, I, I, right, which is play- why I don't understand why they don't get rid of him. Like, you already have a good team, and. Teams are interested in him. Why not make the trade? Is what I don't. I that's what I don't understand.
2: Well, they missed it. The problem was when
0: when morry tried to make
2: the trade for Harden last year, and he was blocked by the owner of the of the Rockets. They should have not not decided to keep to hold the Ford and see what they could do. Mm-hmm. can do. And Benson is right, right in there. there. And the flip side of of your perspective, Ian, is. Um, how many conversations have you had with any of the former GMs to know what Ben Simmons was saying behind closed doors when he was, know. you know what I'm saying? Like, potentially, he could have handled this exactly how everybody who's bitching at him right now is telling him to handle it. He just did it the way that everybody said do it behind closed doors, go in and have conversations, send your yeah. agents in. Like, we know those conversations happened. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah, yeah. Everybody, all three of us have known Ben Simmons doesn't want to play in Philly since basically last year. So, as much blame as I can give Ben Simmons, and as piss poor as it looks, like I can't imagine being somebody who is that good at what you do, even with the shortcomings to his game, to be I looked get at it, but... as. But, like, all right, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. Tell me what I need to to do to leave. Uh, Do this. Okay, I did that. Can I leave now? Mm -hmm. No. Okay, do this now, and we'll let you leave. Okay, I did that. Can I do this now? Like, no. Oh, and then after every playoff series, rightfully so, he's getting shit on. But how, you know, like if your boss went to the public right after you messed up something and then shit all over the job you did, and then the uh, the next best guy or the other best guy on the team does the same thing, I'm going to feel some type of way, man. Like, I'm going to be... I don't think I could ever do what Ben Simmons is doing, but I can never imagine being Ben Simmons, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've said this before. Every one of us, if you... Everybody listening in other, and you too. if you sit down right now and think, what is the skill in my life that I am the best at? Now realize who is the best in the world at doing that skill that you're good at. And think about how much time, energy, and effort that person put in to get to that skill level. And that is just the surface of what Ben Simmons has done to become the number one overall pick. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine what my mentality and my life and my outlook on things would be if I had to put that much time, energy and effort into one singular set of skills. Right. Like this is why when athletes retire, they have no idea what to do with themselves because their entire life has revolved around one singular skill set and one singular outlet for that skill set.
0: Yeah. And like and like obviously like that. We all agree with that. What, and that's why I think Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, you know, their their situations are two completely different. You know, right? Oh yeah, they are. Kyrie I Irving, see. like Kyrie's, I said, he's just Kyrie's just being Kyrie's way just being this exactly. Argument. This dude's obviously still also thinks that the, the the Earth is flat. You know, so there's really uh, I, you I, literally
1: I, took the words out of my mouth.
0: <laughs> I yeah, that. I mean, I can't really. I was like, this
1: dude, I like. I don't understand some of the stuff that he things but yeah but everybody has their own opinion and, yeah
0: exactly to each their own exactly like I we can only talk I, about I, what he's doing we obviously, i just because don't we're not think it's a life. good
1: look for ben simmons and i just don't think he's helping that organization out and yet they're not helping him out either. i don't think exactly just, it's it, it it's like a double-edged sword basically yeah and yeah
0: but actually actually it, it, go
2: ahead, Ivan. I'll no, make I just point
0: out I I just think, you know, Ben Simmons, if I'm going to lean towards somebody's case here, it's definitely Ben Simmons because from the beginning he's been saying that he wants out. So, and what I don't understand, and obviously, you know, 76ers keep saying that they want him there, but if you have a disgruntled player, obviously, you know, making it and yes, he could have handled it very differently. He could have done this, you know, indoors how everybody pretty much else does it. And it probably would have been it would it wouldn't handle different. He probably would have already been gone by now. Um, but it, it, but I still think I still think so, that the scenario should should come to him. So let me not playing let me ask you this anymore.
1: question though. He wants out, and let's say they're trying to make trades, but nobody wants him because it seems like, in my opinion, I don't know, I don't know what he does in the offseason or anything. But he does not have a jump shot at all. Like, it seems like people, organizations don't think he's willing to work on his weaknesses. And, and I think that that is coming to the point where they can't maybe trade him, or he's
0: wanting too much money and they can't get rid of him. That's right. the way I'm looking at it. And see, well, that that I really don't know. If it, if it comes down to his work ethic, and that's why people are really interested in him, then, then And he's done fucked himself. There, you know.
1: That's the way I'm taking it. That's how it looks to me. Is I don't. But something
0: tells me that he he's if he's gotten himself all the way to the NBA, he's at least got a little bit of a jump shot.
2: So I have two points to make. Right. One, the first one that I'll address the point you guys made about you don't know who's being hurt or helped more. It is, and this is the fallacy of these stories being media. Uh, driven and and like in all actuality the 76ers are the ones who are taking let's say 80% of the hit of this because here's what the reality of the situation is exactly what you two are talking about I don't think that it's that they don't want to trade him I think that they set what they had what they wanted as compensation last year and they had a bunch of offers and now everybody is lowballing them because Ben Simmons is upset And Mm -hmm. so we're in this weird, messed up stalemate where the 76ers have painted themselves into a corner. And now it's almost like they're just going to sit on this and eat it until they can get closer to the compensation level that they want. But Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, unquestionably will be the winner of this because last year it was rumored they were going to get Harden and four first-round picks. Mm -hmm. They are not going to get a top-ten player in return for Ben Simmons. They may may not even get a whole bunch of players in return for Ben Simmons. And whatever they do get is going to pale in comparison to any other trade of a top-level guy that we can compare it to. Ben Simmons is unquestionably winning the situation because the team that he goes to, think about when Melo, forced his way out of Denver. He could have just waited, but he wanted the extra money and he forced his way out. And the Knicks sucked because all the other good pieces that made them a competitive team were set so that Carmelo could show up. Mm -hmm. That is not what is going to happen with whatever team ends up with Ben Simmons. And I think Ben Simmons needs a slight adjustment and hopefully a change of scenery will allow it, but maybe it won't, right? Maybe this is where he's the asshole. But he's a ball dominant point guard who has the body of a forward. But he is an all defensive talent. He is capable of being defensive player of the year. And if that's all Ben Simmons does, and he's just a rebounder and a dunker, and like there are guys in this league who have nowhere near the level of talent that Ben Simmons does that play that role on their team. Mm hmm. Now, yep. the, is that maximizing Ben Simmons? No, I don't. I don't think so. But if you right. can maximize whatever you're going to get out of him, that's what you have to shoot.
0: Right, at. and obviously, like that dude is 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 much more than 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 just a dunker, you know, in the NBA. Uh, which is why I think a good a good fit for him would have been the Lakers because of LeBron's work ethic. If anybody's going to, you know, be you know, on anybody's ass, it's gonna be LeBron. Well, you know? but you
1: also gotta look at personalities too, like. Right, you know, right, right, like, but I mean, it, I, I don't think their personalities will like... You know, I I you know where I think it would
2: down. be cool
0: to see him play,
2: and this is just. Oh, I didn't get my MVP pick, did I?
0: No, you. No. Okay, well I'll the, give it. I now. don't think I don't think you even said the, the whoever you wanted to win. The Nuggets. I call. You said. I call well, oh, the yeah. Nuggets. Okay, yeah. yeah. So if, who's if your MVP? Jamal real comes quick. Back.
2: So. The place that Real I would, quick. that I think would be really cool to see Ben Simmons go, is to the Dallas Mavericks, and to play next to Luca, who Luca. I think will be who will be the MVP this year. Yeah. yeah, because all of the all of the weaknesses that Luca has are strength strengths for Ben, and they overlap enough with their with their strengths that they can. I think they could potentially play off each other relatively well. I think it'd be nice to have a big body. Um, Ball, another kind of ball dominant ball handler to take some of the load off of Luca, let him work off of screens and kind of be off the ball and work a little more. But um, it it just all comes down to what is what the hell is Ben Simmons' offensive game and what is it going to look like?
0: Because right.
2: if he clogs up the spacing, like that's where Luca thrives, right? Is like slashing, cutting, creating that space, and I mean the assists that he could potentially dump off to Ben. That that's the part where I'm like who would Ben Simmons actually play well with?
0: Mm-hmm. He, needs
2: somebody, he needs somebody who's ball dominant so that he can work off the ball. Um, but it'd be really nice if the, whoever he paired with was also really good at, at dishing the ball. And if we can get Ben Simmons to play the two and guard the other team's best defender and find a way to hide Luca on defense to save his legs, like that that seems like a boost to me. And it's like if we add a plus 15 overall defensive player on the team and we know Luka's a minus 5, well, we still end up with plus 10 overall, right? Like, So that's where it was like, oh man. That, that would be a team that I think would be really cool to see Ben Simmons on who actually may have the firepower <clears throat> and the want to go and grab somebody. You know, they, they've taken swings at players before. Now they brought Chris Stapps down there. yeah, And it no. hasn't really panned out for him. So yeah, maybe they'll take a swing with a guy who's more of an interior dominant guy than a big that's more of an exterior I, dominant guy. I'd
1: like to see him go to the Pelicans. I think that you know, would be a pretty good fit for him
2: as well. The oh, Pelicans? See, or am I'm, or, I'm or really. Wor- I'd be worried about him and Zion. That's, they're just 500 fucking pounds of dude in the lane.
0: The problem, I think, with Zion is, is not as much, but I think he's going to be the next. Uh, um, man, I already forgot his name. The guy from uh, Ohio State that was drafted.
2: Oh, like, Greg Oden.
0: Greg Oden. I think he's gonna be the next Greg Oden. Man, not not as not as bad, obviously, because Greg Oden was hit with injuries like pretty much right off the bat. But he, he did looks he like play
1: one full season in the NBA.
0: I don't think so. I don't
2: think he ever played a full season. But when he did play, that dude was yeah. Better, that dude. I was know he than-
1: with the Heat.
2: Yeah, he was he was better than uh he was better than than uh, Zion. Mm-hmm. Greg Oden Greg Odin was one of those if I ever do that what if
0: that I keep talking about. I don't about. think he was better He's than Zion. Than I do. I don't think I do. he was better than Zion. Sion's yeah, a, di- a different yeah. I think Odin was no. just big. No, he,
2: he, he was he was so much no, you you are forgetting how incredibly good that dude was he literally would he if he was if he would have. i'm gonna go back and watch
0: that, i guess but
2: he would be like a top five player in the league year in and year out there was nobody that the the amount of guys who are seven foot plus that can move the way that he was able to move and had the skill set that that dude had there's like seven of them in existence man like Mm -hmm. that dude was it's just the size like zion is incredibly good but zion's like 6'9, 6'10. He's not, you know, which is still big, don't get me wrong. But when you go to a guy who's seven foot tall and legitimately in full, pure athletic shape, weighs 295 pounds plus, that's a different level of, of man. That's just a different level of talent.
0: Yeah, but I mean, and Greg Oden not- weighed like, I mean, Greg Oden, you know, probably was only like 200, maybe 190.
2: No, Greg Oden was like three hundred pounds. That's the three hundred pounder I'm talking about. And Greg his body Oden was
0: not three hundred pounds. Maybe yes, he was
1: pretty damn close.
0: Greg Oden? Yeah. Greg yes. Eden. No way he was three hundred pounds. I'll, I'll look it up right now. That dude was like a tooth, or like a freaking, like a freaking,
2: no, little then, pick. Then you're thinking of the wrong player.
0: The basketball guy who in played for Ohio State. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that dude was was Greg Odin. Uh, on see. his wiki on his Wikipedia.
2: Listed height, seven feet, listed weight, two hundred and seventy-three pounds.
1: Jesus. He was huge.
2: You just you don't think he was that big, Yvonne, because you never saw him in person and he was standing around other dudes who were six foot ten, seven foot tall, six eleven. six eight and they all weighed 245 250 pounds
0: yeah and Uh, when you
2: get a dude who's that tall it's easy to look at their arms and not realize like oh his arm is also literally 12 inches longer than mine and still his bicep is bigger than his rookie
1: year his rookie year he was 290 pounds
0: yeah jesus that's ridiculous well that's probably i mean obviously that's what ended up costing his career but Anyways, um, but yeah, just uh, just real quick, what I wanted to kind of touch up on on the Ben Simmons thing, or just any any player, you know, that's honestly or obviously why they have contracts and 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 the player, obviously, the team is going to end up or it is right now, you know, they they're getting the Ben Simmons right is right now just getting the the shit on the stick because he's getting fined and and not playing so. Uh, but I also wanted to talk about uh Gilmore, uh, switching back to Gilmore's situation because it's now similar to the uh the contract situation. Because, um, you know, obviously Gilmore wanted out, uh, obviously, the the Patriots uh decided to get rid of Gilmore the way, the way they did it. I felt like it was so Belichick is Belichick, if that's even a word um they even just say that hey we're going to release this player whoever wants them can go out in the market and get them um you know so they were like you know but if you guys want to make a trade you know he's he's in our team until 4 p.m so yeah
2: it was, ge- it was a genius move. yeah
0: I, I i've never i've just never seen it in my life i mean i yeah, obviously yeah it's i'm only you know thirty 37 years old but I just never seen any other football team done that ever since I've been watching the, the team or have heard anybody do that. But, like, yeah, it's such a, a genius move. Um, I don't understand why the 76ers don't do the same thing, kind of. Um, But, yeah, so that's, I just kind of feel like that. that's well, a good transition the reason, into the. The uh-huh. reason
2: the 76ers don't do it is because the Patriots got, what, a sixth round pick back? Right. Yeah. So, like, that's what you do when it's like, okay, nobody's offering us anything that we want, so let's go ahead and tell everybody we're going to release him. And then anybody who is interested, is we force their hand to right. give us something to get hey, the guy if they really want to swing at him.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, why wouldn't they do the same thing with –
2: Because that's what's happening right now. That's why they haven't traded him, right? Like, yeah. I'm not giving you Ben Simmons for all your second-round picks. I'm sorry. I yeah. need at least two firsts. Well, I'll give you a first, and I'll give you this expiring contract for a guy that's not going to actually <laughs> do anything on your team. Uh, but it gets rid of Ben Simmons for you. Like, well, sorry, that's fine. We'll just keep finding him
0: until somebody gives us an offer that we are willing
2: to take. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, while we're talking about uh, uh, Gilmore, we can, we can transition into the football topic real quick. Uh, Gilmore is obviously still in IR until week seven. Uh, which is this week? Uh, he's already coming back into practice and everything, looking great. Mm-hmm. And he even and he even said that that's where he wanted to play, which is awesome. Uh, do you guys know who they play week nine? Do they play the Chiefs? No, they play the Patriots week oh, nine. Oh, nice. <laughs> which that is a game that I definitely want to watch. I love revenge games. Re- revenge games in the NFL, and we have a shit ton actually this week. Like. The- Revenge game theme because it's I mean it's just a bunch and I love it you know you know Rams are playing Detroit um, so that's that's the revenge game there I think Arizona's is playing Houston uh, revenge game there um, I, I can't think of any more right now off the top of my head but it's dude just... I'm sure
2: I'm sure if you looked at the rosters for each team, every single game every week is like a revenge game for somebody. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, it just feels like there's just more, more this week than there is well, any week. Well, and I'm gla-
2: I'm happy to, to even talk about it, because you know, if you go back and listen to our preview of the Super Bowl, you know, that was the thing that I kept bringing up to you guys, right? Like, multiple times, I'm like, look, I think we're, we're not talking about the motivation factor mm-hmm. enough. And that's it, I, I had this conversation. So I went to this I went to the Seahawks Rams game in Seattle, and then two days later, three days later, I went to the Sunday night game Bills versus Chiefs. And during those games, I was talking to my dad, and we were commenting about how I said, you know, I don't really feel like it's a it's that much of a talent league anymore in the NFL. It used to be you could look around and see who the more talented teams were, and kind of gauge it from there and you can you still can do that to a certain extent right but what what it seems like to me now is there's never been more importance on individual motivation and coaching like every team is so comparatively skilled like overall talent levels for basically let's say 24 of the 32 teams is really really close right and you can start to micro separate teams based on like quarterbacks or whatever. But what I'm talking about if we just took and put a number of value to every talent level of every player on a team, they're all going to actually end up with about the same total number. Right. And that's what I mean when I say like who was more motivated, like did. um So who was it last week? Who was it? I forget who it was, but it was um, whoever played. I believe it was the Panthers I want to say it might have been an Arizona game e- either way wide receiver makes an awesome play runs over a guy gets in the end on and scores mm-hmm. the, the coaches come up to him and say hey you know that's your homeboy right and he's like huh who and they had played against each other in high school and I'm like how how many how many times do you think these guys have that extra motivation from a high school game like Cause that's real, man. Like, oh yeah, you're this talented, oh, yeah. and you played in Georgia, and you were one of the five A schools. You probably played against two or three, maybe even now in the league, mm-hmm. in your four years in high school. And that dude was ranked higher than you, and you guys both were corners, wide receivers, and played each other the whole day. Like, so it's just interesting. I'm happy that you brought that up because I think at this point in the NFL that stuff is more relevant than almost ever right like motivation is exactly what it is it's motivation to to mm-hmm. work harder and do more Sorry. than you would Did in you a normal situation
0: Sorry. yeah and own, like <laughs> and like i feel like um a- a- anytime you already obviously as a, as a as a athlete you already have motivation every week to to win the game you know but i feel like anytime you get any extra motivation it's um, it's just always nice to icing on to the cake. cake. Exactly, it's just a little icing on the cake, uh, which is why another, uh, why kind of brings us to my I guess our next topic, which is um, we save the best for last. I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs, if they don't have any motivation this week to beat Tennessee Titans. Um, They ain't making the playoffs Calling it now I I, I don't think Like I think Even if they lose They still make the playoffs I just Like I've been saying I definitely don't think That they're gonna win Their division Um, And if they Lose this week It's definitely Gonna make it Real hard For them to uh, For them to Definitely Just Just Make the playoffs
2: Mm Mm-hmm yeah, if, he, if we keep losing to other AFC teams, the path to the playoffs just gets it, exponentially harder with each loss. It's not like a, oh, we're, it's one, well, no, one one loss to an to a AFC team is like 10 losses almost right mm-hmm, now. We, we've mm-hmm. got a we've used, I think I said this the last time we recorded, we, the margin for error that we have, it's basically gone. We oh, use yeah. all of our margin for error up already at this point in the season Mm we basically got to play perfect football from here on
0: out yeah that's that's what's kind of stinks is that um we are just like you said there's no room for error um all the games that all the uh, fuck-ups we pretty much used in the beginning of the season um and, and, like, I will agree, though, like, in my eyes, I don't think there really has been another team that's had that hard of a schedule like the Kansas City Chiefs. But still, for them to lose all the, all the games to the playoff teams is not – it's, it's uh, not – you know, for them to go maybe 500 would have been, you know, would have been maybe okay for me. Maybe, you know – but for them to lose all of them, is just not not one that we're not something that we're not used to seeing, um, and something I'm not really even comfortable seeing, to be honest. Because I've seen the Chiefs not do good for way too long for me to 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 you know not worry about uh, what's to come. Uh, but now I will say uh, I am interested or or excited to see how the Kansas City Chiefs or this Kansas City Chiefs teams reacts because I really haven't seen, um, like I was saying earlier in our in our group chat, I really haven't, we really haven't seen them play with their backs against the wall. Um, this is really the first time the Patrick Mahomes teams, um, you know, uh, has a losing record or a five and five, you know, or, you know, 500 record, you know, come week seven. So, I, I'm really excited to see. It looks like they kind of turned on, you know, the the motivation factor and and they went back to uh, playing like they normally play in the second half of the Washington team or in the Washington game. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're going to come and, and play the same against Tennessee. Uh, well, Tennessee is a completely different different factor than it – brings it, completely different factors than Washington does.
1: It does look like the, the defense has – Gotten better. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if it has anything to do with Juan Thornhill playing more snaps, um, Sorensen not starting anymore. Uh, I'm um, sure
0: it has, to. I, I, it has th- to. It has
1: to be. Um, I Maybe just, not. I'm just ready for everybody to get healthy. It just seems like we once we start like getting momentum, it's like oh, we got more people getting injured or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: but then again, our offense has got to cut down on the turnovers.
0: And yeah, and and, like. I- Go ahead.
1: Because it's just like – because last week, what were we, two times in the red zone and we turned it over twice or three times? Right, right. And it's just like you can't do that against, like, AFC teams like the Titans or the uh, the Bills who we lost to. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't play against better teams and do that. But then again, it's not all, like, Patrick Mahomes' fault either. Like, Tyree Kill has dropped two weeks in a row ball goes straight through his hands and cost a pick six one week. And then this week it was almost a score in the red zone. But Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's like some players aren't helping Patrick Mahomes, but then Patrick Mahomes turns around and does stupid stuff, like just throws that ball straight in the air.
0: Right, right. And and that was, I I, I will agree. That was, that was a stupid, a stupid mistake. But I feel like that just comes from him trying to do too much. Because you know, you know, uh, the other players aren't necessarily catching the ball. You know, Tyreek Hill is dropping the ball. Kelsey's, you know, this in the first half didn't necessarily look like his head was in the game. He looked like he was.
2: So I want to ask you guys a question.
0: Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask. Go ahead and
1: ask that. I was going to ask something else, but go ahead.
2: So, um, do you think that there's something wrong with Travis Kelsey? Because I think he's dealing with injury or something because I think so as well He just mm-hmm. doesn't he just doesn't look the same And to your point Yvonne, you, you took the words literally out of my mouth I was about to say it and you said it. The problem with the offense this year is because we haven't been making the plays because Mahomes I think is young and hasn't fully settled into taking what the defense is giving him. he's so used to being able to create and get what he wants that I think he's just pressing, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, and, and, the, and because he's pressing, everybody else is now pressing too, right? Because it's like, oh, shit, Pat's trying so hard. I, I need to try even harder too. Mm-hmm. Where if they just kind of settle in, it feels like we might get a bit of a return well, to normal.
1: Right. Yeah. That, that kind of leads into the question I was going to ask. Do you. I, so it, was, it seemed like two completely different teams this last week from the first half to the second half. So, do you think the second half, they're maybe they're starting to get a little more comfortable just playing like the little dump down ten yards, let the wide receivers do their thing or the running backs do their thing. Do you think they're starting to get more comfortable doing that, or, or kind of shifting the offense into playing like the more of the short game instead of trying to play the long ball? This
2: one first, Yvonne. So, I think it's a couple of things. First, I need to start off by publicly apologizing to Darrell Williams. I have continuously said, "Thank we, you." We, we know what Durant Williams is, and he's just a backup. I no <laughs> longer, I no longer agree with that. I think he I, told is, you. I think he's better than what I gave him credit for. But I don't think I was wrong because this, this week, this game was the first game that I saw him making decisions that I had seen him not make before. That led me to say what I was saying. He is well, now didn't have to before. He is not, No, he did right. He made the wrong cut. He he. He missed, he'd miss a hole that was developing on the back side. I, he, I had would say- five, he had about five <clears throat> runs last game where they're the runs that I look for where it's like, oh, he should have ended up with two yards, but he made a nice little jump cut and saw the hole develop on the back side of the play and scoots through for an extra three and ends up with a five-yard carry. Did okay. you guys know – sorry, Yvonne. Did you guys know that this was the highest point output by a Kansas City Chiefs running back in fantasy in almost three years. That, to me, is the difference right there. What, what I they think they was, started using the running back again.
0: Yes, and what I think was different is they, I, I don't necessarily think they used him any less than they used Clyde, or but uh, I, I also don't think the problem is that, you know, Williams before looked good at times, but like Nate said, there was times when he would, you know, make the wrong cut, you know, or, you know, go in when he could have gone out. Uh, but I feel like what what happened now is that he's getting more touches. So, therefore, where he – before he would only get five touches and we would see, you know, three, three good runs and then two shitty runs, uh, you know, obviously we're always going to think about, you know, the worst runs, I feel like, instead of the good runs, where now he's getting ten touches – so the shitty runs are are, are kind of getting, uh, you know, overlooked by the by the good runs because he's getting those, you know, more touches. So now now we're now we're seeing more good runs instead of I would instead of
2: I, I honestly wouldn't even agree with that. I I ju- I don't I didn't see many bad runs from him. That's more my point. Is he the bad runs that we get from him now? are good whereas the bad runs that we got from him before were were bad right like damn dude like that's what i always have said right like he's the king of getting three yards when i see six yards there he's the king of just like running into the back of the lineman and doing what the play so... calls but not being a to find the feel and and hop hop skip jump to that to that backside cut i saw him get skinny a couple of times like oh. And, and score in between the guard and the tackle and like end up hitting a crease that he never made that attempt before. That's more what I mean. It's like, it feels so, like he finally understands this is how I should be playing running back as an NFL level. Well, with the, uh-huh. oh, so are
1: you, are you comparing like his bad runs? Are you comparing it from like last year's or to this year's what he's done so far? Because if you're comparing it to last year, you can't, you can't compare it to last year to this year because the offensive line is completely different. The offensive line is way better this year than it was last year.
2: Yeah. So but Clyde Clyde still had a really productive year last year, even behind uh, agreed, that line. agreed. And and two years, right? Like no matter what you do, it, I'm comparing his bad runs from I'm comparing his play level this year to his play level in the in all of the previous years, and that's what I mean when I say like. The rookie years first year rookie year second year third year leading to this year year four for him those three years I saw nothing, not even flashes in the pan that made me go, yes, I can see the potential of where this guy could be able to win you a game at the running back position and maybe that, that's that's really never for got everyone. like
1: a he never really got like a great opportunity to actually flash what he could present. Because, oh, I,
2: I completely agree, right? but Because, my, I
1: mean, if he's only getting six, seven touches a game, I mean, that's that's only a very small sample right. size. Right, and
2: so I completely agree. But if he's only getting six or seven snaps and none of them look good, what are they seeing in practice that's limiting them to six or seven snaps? And if they're thinking this production out of his six or seven snaps is acceptable, what are they seeing that I'm not? And that's why I came to the opinion that I had of him before last week of, no, he's just a career backup, and he just doesn't really do anything wrong. He doesn't necessarily do a bunch of stuff right. He just never does anything wrong. So if we're just getting an average, literal, just average running back as our backup, I'm fine with that. Me, personally, I want guys that are backups, especially at running back and wide receiver. I want guys that have flash-in-the-pan moments. I want... Like, I still want – and I'm glad we have Jarek McKinnon on the team because I think you need a guy like Williams who looks like a complete, fully competent, well-rounded back who he's never going to break a 90-yard run, you know, unless it's like a perfect play call and it's against the goal line defense. But he's going to get you that extra 3, 7, 12, 13 yards on a carry – or break an extra tackle on a pass out of the backfield. Like, I'm good with that now, seeing what we have. But I always will want a guy like Jared McKinnon who has that breakaway speed.
0: And Breaking that's part news. of what. what
1: Breaking news Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt.
0: Yeah, he, I just, I just seen that. But I mean, he was already dealing with injuries coming in. Um, no, the one thing that I will say is that <clears> on <throat> top of our, um, our, our schedule not being the best. We also haven't had a full team, I don't think, this whole season. Like, I don't think we've had a, a, the full squad at all this whole season it, it, for any game uh, because if, if we can get Chris Jones to – one of the things that I heard Chris Jones in this preseason, I heard nothing but defensive player of the year. That's how good he was looking. He was looking like, um, you know, one of the best players like he was um, it, would you rather? Dominant
2: would you rather be down your best defensive player or fourteen total players?
0: It, it, it's pretty much the same, though. I mean, if, if you're if that's how good of a defensive player it is, you know. Do you
2: do you think Chris Jones's impact on a game is equal to taking away fourteen players from the Chiefs?
0: um
2: and I'm, sometimes, I'm, being an, yeah. I'm, no, sometimes, I'm, being, yeah, no, sometimes, yeah, I'm being a bit of an asshole, right? But the reason I'm saying it that way is Baltimore has 14 guys on injured reserve, yeah, exactly. They're but five and one, but right? but
0: like, their their style get, also doesn't. I mean, it's two different also styles. They're 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 not missing Chris Jones type players.
2: Well, I mean, I, I'm I agree with you to a certain extent, right? Like the context of who is missing is incredibly important, right? Like chris chris jones being gone is probably in my eyes equal to like losing four guys Mm -hmm. you know like you could literally have an entire defensive line rotation that does what chris jones is capable of doing i'm just saying to the greater point right like i i i'll let you put some of the blame on that but in the grand scheme of things yvonne no team is healthy Right. No, I,
0: I, I completely agree with that, yes. But, I mean, and, but, like, one of the things is, like, we've never had, like, we don't have a a top – we've never had a top defense, even whenever we won the Super Bowl. We didn't go – we didn't have the top defense. Our defense was more of a bend, don't break type, type, type defense. And that's because the play the good players that we do have on defense, um, you know, are, are on the field and making plays. And whenever we don't have – our top players, the little ones that we do have on defense on the field, um, you know, therefore it causes therefore us to have one of the best, you know, worst defenses in the NFL right now.
2: Yeah, I think and and I think <clears throat> what we all talked about last time when when we all went through and and I'm, you know, and and when I made my asks of what I'd like to see happen with the Chiefs defense. I'm pretty sure Steve Spagnuolo listens to the informed idiots because <laughs> every everything that I asked for and said that I I was seeing that I thought I would do differently, they did all of that this weekend, and even without Chris Jones, even with our best you know overall best linebacker getting hurt, even with Ben Neiman being the linebacker that played the most snaps on the team on defense, do you know who played the the most snaps? On defense last weekend, let me tell you, because it's amazing to see. It was, fi- it was 59 snaps apiece for Teron Matthew, Legereus Sneed, Juan Thornhill, and Rashad Fenton. Good. Dan- Daniel Sorensen played 19 snaps yeah. and, had, and had eight snaps on special teams. We made that change, and we held the, a team under 30 points for the first time in... Three weeks, four weeks, and everybody in fantasy had all the Washington Redskins pass catchers and even Heineke rated as one of the like potential starts of the weeks or above Uh average plays of the weeks. So it sucks for them because, I mean, it sucks for them because we made finally made some adjustments that actually worked. It sucks um, that
0: it took us that long to do it. but
2: well, And I, that's what I was going to say next is what, what's more frustrating for me is the fact that all of us have been sitting here seeing this for the last month. Mm-hmm. And the dude who's making half a million dollars a year to, to coach defensive strategy finally sees it and makes the adjustment. Now, thank God he did. And I, I want to give them mad props because Rashad Fenton, Whoever is in charge of scouting defensive backs, I want to know who that is because they're 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 one of the best in the NFL at doing it. The amount of players that we have brought on as like we traded a sixth round pick, or they were starting for another team and then got cut and we signed them to a like vet minimum deal, or they were a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, third round pick for Sneed. Like we keep finding these dudes who are playing at such a high level. Did you guys realize Rashad Fenton right now is the second highest rated cornerback in the NFL, according to PFF? Rashad <laughs> Fenton. But if you, you, you may not exactly. realize it, but that's... if you go back and you watch <clears throat> him play, that's the spot that he's never in the wrong spot. He's always in the right spot. And now that we've got the safety coverage... What they changed, and I said this in our text, they put Sneed into the slot and they let him play more nickel. So that frees him up to have more versatility in his game. Then when they inserted Thornhill as the as the third safety, man, if you go back and watch that game, they it was like almost like they would just amoeba those three. If the offense shifted to the left side and Snead's on the left side, he'd move down and take the slot whoever was the safety on the right would drop to that deeper portion and it would just like all rotate and vice versa. It was so cool to see like,
1: this is what we should have been
2: doing. Like we have all the guys like we were saying last week where I was complaining about wanting to see more athletes on the field. And it was like, well, we don't have them. I'm like, no, we do. (laughs) We do have the athletes. We're just not playing them. And magically we put all the athletes in at all the crucial positions and the defense plays really well, yeah. Without our best player,
0: yeah. No, I mean they definitely they definitely did the adjustments that we've been screaming so loudly for, and I was I was very excited to see. Um, but I mean, I I will be the first to say that I am fucking sweating King Henry coming in here because I don't know if from go back like we've shown that we can do it. I don't know if 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 we can duplicate it again this year but i really do hope so because that dude kicked my ass in fantasy last week i tell you that fucking much which dude <laughs> uh henry oh yeah yeah oh yeah that does so, suck
2: you were you were winning that game until Derek bro i
0: was in. up by 30 and i had two players even playing Mhm, And he still beat me by 10. And I,
2: was, I was just saying, you <laughs> lost by double digits.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he still beat me by 10. So Did you guys see the yeah. stat
2: that was like the last time the Chiefs played Derrick Henry and like the 18 games before that, he had like 1,276 yards rushing and like 16 touchdowns. and mm-hmm. in the ga- And in the same amount of games since then... He has 3,780-plus yards and, like, 38 touchdowns. Yeah. he scored three touchdowns or more in 40-plus percent of the game so far this year. Like, what the hell? I avoided him, like, almost like the plague in fantasy because I'm like... There's no way he can keep it up. I just, like, all it takes is one solid lick and... But man, I, I I ain't doubting King Henry. I'll draft him next year and he'll yeah. throw his knee out for me. So just like Christian McCaffrey, I had exactly. him spotted in my freaking start, and then wake up and it's like, oh yeah. By the way, he's on the injured reserve.
0: Like what? <laughs> he was supposed to start yesterday. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. All right. Well, let's it's, move on. Um, let's let's go ahead and make our picks. Who's got the schedule pulled up? Anybody? I got it right here. I got it. Okay.
2: What what side do you want?
0: Um. What do you mean? Uh, like He's are probably you on, on the pickum. He's probably on the pickum. Yeah, I'm on the pickums. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I thought you said what side, and I was like, motherfucker, is there like an A or B <laughs> side? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I, for- I don't know about here. I forgot to do the yeah, last week. that's what I was like. Yeah, no, I saw that I I forgot to do him two weeks ago, so it, I kinda, it all kind of worked out. To be honest, um, but yeah, I'll go ahead. Obviously, week, but probably not. I'll go ahead. I mean, obviously, we can't we can't make our picks about this week. I honestly thought Broncos were going to win, but it's looking like I'm glad I didn't pick that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but We'll go ahead and start it with the uh, Sunday games. Uh, we got Washington and Green Bay. Um, Green Bay. I, Yeah, I think Green Bay is going to take that one. Nate? Yeah, Green Bay. Yeah, I got Green Bay. Uh, here it is, man. Tennessee and uh, Kansas City.
1: I'm going Tennessee. I'm sorry, but I have to. Oh,
0: man, I, I my heart wants to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, but I, I think my mind is going. You know, my brain is going towards the the, the Tennessee Titans. Um, it, it's in Tennessee, man. I kind of I'm, I'm going with Tennessee too, man. I, I hate to say it, I just don't think. I think it's going to be close, but I just don't think that we can do it. Nate. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I. I really, I really want. I wish I was more confident and could pick the Chiefs. I know, and I, and man. It's not, and it's not that I think like they're going to destroy us or anything. It's just if if we turn the ball over twice against them, I mean, like we could probably get away with two turnovers and be in this game. Mm-hmm. But if it, but if they're bad turnovers, you know, if they're really impactful, like if we if if they score and we go down and get have another red zone turnover and they come back down the field and. Waste nine minutes and a whole quarter running the ball, and that's really what it comes down to, me, I guess. Do you really think we can stop the run? And I, I don't really think we're going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. And then when we do, I think Spags is probably going to go back to, well, I need Bolton and I need Neiman and I need Hitchens uh-huh. on the field, and yeah. then and then the play action game opens up and the tight ends knife us up and. You know, as good as Fenton and uh, Hughes have played, and as much as I trust the, the new safety rotation, like all of our dudes are like 5'9, five, 5'10 five, outside of Sneed. And Julio and A.J. Brown are both like 6'4. So if Tannehill just throws one up, like they're, they're going to be, there's going to be four or five plays in this game, whether Tannehill hits the passes or not, where he's going to have one of those two like three steps open.
0: Cause mm-hmm. we're just, just going to be boxing. Yeah. We're going to be the play, fucking... the play, so you're the going play is going to get him open.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm taking yeah. Tennessee, but probably yeah. by like three.
0: Yeah. I, I'm going to make a switch, do a, do an audible and do Kansas city just because like, again, just so, so
2: we're not, I'm out. going back and forth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> not going. That looks really bad, but again, like it's, it's it's gonna be hey, it's least, gonna be a tough. At least game.
2: we're realists, you know. Exactly. Like when, when, you're not gonna we're not come homers. here and get get super blatant homerism.
0: Exactly. Now, Josh, we all know Josh would have picked the Kansas City Chiefs, so no matter <laughs> what.
2: <laughs> so, so, you, so technically, you could pick Tennessee, and at least we'd have one right. At, at least, at least we have team.
0: one. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Tennessee, it is because <laughs> <laughs> I I just going with my with my heart. Anyways, next game.
2: Whether you pick the Chiefs or not, you have the Chiefs. Sorry.
0: Yep. No matter what. Uh, We already know he's going to. Mm -hmm. Um, Dolphins. uh, Falcons at Dolphins. Falcons. Falcons.
2: Mm, yeah i'll take the falcons
0: yeah i think the falcons right now are kind of a little bit of an uphill where the uh miami is kind of a and down. I, I can't oh, no. remember
2: who it was that got hurt for them one of their wide receivers got hurt and i think they're down basically like they're starting three wide receivers
0: i think like all of them are
2: <laughs> waddle i think waddle's the only one that's like healthy up there but i think calvin really i think
0: three. calvin or uh calvin's coming back
2: for atlanta so, yeah i'm talking about yeah.
0: miami. Oh, oh, um yeah, Parker, that I do not know. Parker and I I forget I just
2: blanked on their other guy, but two two of their big three receivers, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. are injured still. So.
0: Yeah, and I know two has been is just coming back over injury, but I mean it's still I still think Atlanta takes that. Anyways, uh Jets at Patriots. Patriots, Patriots. Yeah, I mean Patriots have the, the they literally have the playbook of the Jets, so I'll go ahead and pick the Jets. So I guess now now that they have Mala in there, they probably don't anymore. They probably got to get some new tape. Thanks. Um, <laughs> nice. Panthers.
1: Panthers.
0: Panthers, yep. Same here. I think uh, Gilmore is – I think this is his first game back, and that dude is is quite incredible, and I'm excited to see what he does because I have them in fantasy. <laughs> um <laughs> uh Bengals at Ravens. Uh Ravens. Bengals. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and play the Bengals. Uh just because my mentality on this is that the Bengals uh have more to play for than the Ravens do in this game. I feel like the Ravens uh go into this I feel like going like, ah, oh, we got this?" uh where the Bengals are are knowing that they have to give their best. Um, so I feel like the Bengals win this game.
2: I feel like Baltimore is more motivated than almost any other team in the league right now, because I don't think there's a team that's in a better position to like sneak their, I would I don't even want to say sneak. I don't think there's a more under the radar team that's as good as they are that has a real shot at making the super bowl. So like when we talk about motivation factor, I feel like nobody's talking about them. They're five and one. And, oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson is playing quarterback, guys? I, I feel I like the only reason recent- – You realize he, he had a 4th and 19 conversion against Kansas City in a comeback victory. He had a terrible first half through 400 yards, four touchdowns, and an overtime drive, a 4th and 29 conversion to win a game. Like, this dude is playing quarterback.
0: Nah. Nah. Uh, I'm, I'm still not sold on, on – on. Jackson, I'm sorry. I need to see it in the playoffs. So, until I see it in the playoffs, um, this dude, ain't, it's not – it's going to be another – it's going to be another, you know, Alex Alex Smith for me type stuff. Um, uh, all right, next one, Eagles, Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the Raiders. Raiders looked good last week. Um. And it so seems I'm, like
2: they gelled around the loss of John Gruden rather than it,
0: like, breaking them apart. Exactly. It seems like they came together more than, more than you know, split up. So that's Ian. Of uh, Raiders. And the Raiders as well. All right. Yeah. All right. We got Lions and Rams. The revenge game. The quarterback gotta, revenge uh, game.
2: You got to take uh, the Lions here, right?
0: I have Rams.
1: I do think this could be, like, a draft <laughs> game, though. I do – I do think this could be a track game.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jared Goff, you know, could always you know spark a fire in his butt and and always and beat this whole team. He, if anything, he he's played against the Rams defense more times than any other quarterback. And so. this is
2: the worst Rams defense we've seen in like four years.
0: Yep. Yep. This yep, is,
2: yep. This is a with as much talent as they have. Again, my point about coaching earlier. It's like whatever's going on out there, it ain't it ain't what it used to be
0: yeah so yeah i got but i even even said that i got the rams
2: yeah i take the rams too they're just just way
0: better yeah they just said there's no way they'd lose that game i don't think uh i mean they could they They could could, i mean it's detroit
2: detroit has found some ways to lose games this year which makes it so much easier to take the rams
0: yeah no i very much i very much think that there is a way but i don't think they'd do it um texans at cardinals
2: cardinals Come oh, on.
0: yeah i think the Come cardinals on. i think the cardinals jj watt uh,
2: revenge game
0: yep exactly See, I'm except, the, this except they the... didn't
2: the only problem with the jj watt revenge game is that he went well, and asked them to be traded and they were like sure where do you want to go like, it's oh, not Arizona only jj
0: it's also the sh- uh d you know yeah or uh, d hops yeah so
2: but basically you know, everybody that's... that had anything to do with him being gone besides the gm is gone so right, but right, still, but I'm just, it's still I want to crap all
0: over the Texans. Oh yeah, no, I would too if I was him. Uh Bears had Bucks.
2: The Bucks, Bucks. the Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks.
0: Yeah, the Bucks. I think that I think the Chicago uh you know keeps it close. Um, I think they're a little bit better team than what team or the people are getting well, you know, credit I, for, I, but
2: I do want to remind you guys. Do y'all remember last year when Tom Brady forgot it was fourth down?
0: Oh, that was against, Tampa, against the Bucs or against that the Bears? That was against
2: the Bears. Yeah, that against the Bears right. that They yeah. lost that game, and everybody questioned them, and yeah. I dropped Tom Brady from my fantasy team.
0: And, and he went off after that.
2: He started being the number one, basically, quarterback in fantasy, and he was no longer on my team.
0: Yep, 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 yep. I do remember that. Remember. So I'll never forget that Bears game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next game, Colts at 49ers.
2: This one's way closer than I think people are gonna yeah. give are gonna give it credit. Um,
0: I think I like the I'm, Colts. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is supposed to come back.
2: I was gonna say I I think I'm gonna go with the Niners, um, but this is this is such a close. This is such a this is so much more close than people are gonna gonna look at it and realize. And it's gonna be a way more competitive game than people realize just based off of. Uh, Looking at the standings, the, both these teams are way better than their than their records.
0: I, yeah, I, I agree. I'm gonna go with the Colts. Um I feel like uh, what Carson yeah. Wentz and the Colts. I was gonna say you know
2: Carson Wentz.
0: Um, I feel like he finally got some weapons. They got Ty's back. Um, I think with the 49ers and Jimmy, uh, not. I feel like once you give a couple more games than the Jimmy. Uh he'll be he'll be ready to go, but I don't think him coming back off right off the bat. Um I don't think he'll be ready to uh plus they also they're they're hurting too. They don't even have I mean Cradle's not even playing, so 49 Niners are still kinda of banged up. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna go with Colts. That's the, that's the Sunday night game and then Monday, uh Monday night is Saints and Seahawks. I'm taking the Saints. Saints. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Saints too. Obviously, Seahawks aren't the
1: same without Russell.
0: Exactly. Seahawks are way too banged up for me to to take them. So I'm gonna go. So with so this.
2: put put your money on a combined 200 plus yards <clears throat> and three touchdowns from DK and Tyler Lockett, because we all just agreed that they're gonna lose.
0: Right, right, right. Hey, listen, <laughs> I got DK in one of my in one of my fantasy teams. So if he goes ahead and does that, I will be completely happy because right now. My Go ahead bench, and pop off, dog. My bench, everything is looking a bunch of fucking O's, I's, and buys. So yep, yep. I I'm looking, I'm looking real sorry right now in fantasy.
1: Along with everybody else's bench, and I was along with say. everybody.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the club. Well, at least I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> Misery loves company, as they say. So, I guess
2: I'll do my last update because the last I, the last few weeks I haven't given the travel update. So, currently, um, I'm in Walla Walla, Washington.
0: Hey, uh, yeah, it is Easy. actually
2: no, 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 the state, Washington. Oh, boo. Other other side of the country. Wrong. Country. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So you are still. I'm on
2: the West Coast. Yeah, I spent, uh, so I was in Everett, which is just north of Seattle, uh, for the first two days of this week. And then I flew midweek to Pasco, the Tri-Cities airport. I flew on a prop plane, like turboprop plane, instead of Mm. a jet. It was really cool. Picked my bags up off the tarmac.
0: That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Last week I was in, uh, where was I last week? I was in Chicago. Mm Mm-hmm. And then next week I will be in Portland for three days and then I fly to Colorado Springs for two days. So I'll either be recording in Portland or, well, probably Colorado Springs because I fly out on Wednesday night next week. So I'll have to record Thursday.
0: Hell yeah. That's cool.
2: So, yeah, there's my travel update for everybody who's actually cares about
0: that. Yeah, for any of our listeners that's interested in Nate's uh, traveling arrangements, any, any stalkers out there, now you know where he is yep we've done th- we've done the homework for you
2: i laid the breadcrumbs <laughs>
0: all, all right, right well so yep, i think that wraps it up for
2: us this week right
0: yep that's that's yep. that's it that's about it all we have for you we covered right, so boys. many sports
2: well all right holler at me this weekend guys when i get back i land after midnight on friday but let's try and uh, see each other's faces maybe this weekend
0: Yeah, I got my little sister's birthday party on Saturday and then games on Sunday. So we'll see what's up.
2: Cool. Hit me up after the birthday party. Yeah, even
0: if you want to come up, we're making, I'm teaching them how to make pizza. Where are you going to be? At my parents' house.
2: Okay. Yeah, I might do that.
0: All right. Anyways,
2: peace out. out.
0: Idiots out. Thank you for any of you that wants to subscribe and listen. Please do it and tell all your friends. Idiots out.